Good morning and welcome to the Coffee and Cap Rates podcast, your go-to source for New York City's latest commercial real estate insights. This program is brought to you by Ariel Property Advisors. Hi, everybody. I'm Shimon Shkuri of Ariel Property Advisors here with Coffee and Cap Rates, a usual podcast. And today I have my colleagues, Matt Zabonik and Aaron Sussman, both in our capital services group, are going to tell us more about financing opportunities and options that we're seeing now post-COVID-19. Matt, Aaron, thanks for joining me. Let's have a conversation about everything cool that you're seeing in the financing world. Perfect. Thanks for having us, Shimon. Thanks for having us, Shimon. Yeah. Matt, why don't you start? Sure. So I think we're seeing a lot more light coming back into the financing markets than we saw even three or four months ago. We're starting to see a lot of new financing tools that are becoming more and more prevalent that weren't really available last year during COVID. And we're also starting to see lenders get a little more aggressive than they used to, both in terms of LTV and in terms of valuations. So one deal that we're working on right now that I think shows this pretty well is we're currently working on the acquisition of a fully vacant mixed-use building in Bushwick. This is something that in 2020, we probably would have gotten maybe one quote on mostly in the hard money space. But we actually signed a term sheet with a balance sheet lender who said, look, we know that things are coming back, things are getting better. And we got a loan that was 75% loan to value based on the acquisition price rate was in the mid threes upon acquisition and the client got 12 months of interest only to go in and renovate and lease this building up. So considering where we used to be in terms of occupancy, specifically with retail, I think this is really showing a drastic change over where we were and where things are moving towards. Thank you, Matt. And let me ask you, what about the COVID escrows that were happening a few months ago? Are they still happening? Yeah, we're definitely still seeing COVID escrows, although I will say they are going down a little bit. Traditionally, last year, we saw 12 months escrow held for 12 to 18 months. Now lenders are shying down to potentially six months, and they're using them to actively pay interest reserves. We actually just got a term sheet on a deal where we had zero COVID escrows, and they're just letting them go and pay current because the cash flow is strong and the building is occupied. Yeah, got it. And I know, listen, you, you're talking about Brooklyn and New York City, which is a lot of what we do. And in general, the industrial world, warehouses and properties outside of New York City are doing pretty well. I know Aaron had an experience recently with one of these properties and got a pretty good execution there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Aaron? Yeah, sure. So we just placed a $4 million bridge loan in Hebron, Kentucky for a 64,000 square foot new construction industrial flex facility, which the borrower paid for all cash. So one of the great components of this deal was that we're able to cash out the borrower 80% of his cost basis with only 15,000 square feet leased by closing. So that allowed the borrower to utilize the proceeds to lease up the property and to purchase and develop other assets as well. So what stood out to us uh, well in this deal was that it was a very attractive low interest rates which was only at 5%. And most bridge lenders were pricing out deals at these low numbers are for more larger deals, we would say like $15 million and up. So seeing bridge lenders doing deals at these numbers with significantly low pricing levels as well, we find very positive. Great. And I know there's a lot of relatively new buildings that are now coming online and are not fully occupied and it's harder to get tenants in, although in the past few months, it's been a lot better. Um, And also we have some 421As that are expiring in some buildings. These are property tax incentives that are expiring. 
And how do how do lenders look at that? What kind of creative solutions we have for that today, if any? Yeah, that's a great question. We're seeing that a lot these days. People who either had buildings that were occupied prior to COVID or finished mid or right before COVID and, and, and really hurting on the lease up. You know, those are really, we see them as lease up plays and they need time and they need runway in order to get them across the finish line. We've actually had a number of debt funds and bridge lenders come forward who are looking to get aggressive, one of whom were most recently quoted 2% interest only for the bridge all in, which we think is incredibly aggressive in this market. You know, they got up to about 70% loan to value. Chupon, right? It's bitch of permanent loan. Exactly. Okay. But on the bridge portion, they were locking in just above 2% all in, which I mean is lower than the perm rates we're seeing these days. So people are very eager to sort of get these bridge loans in so they can execute on the perm side. And we're seeing a lot of people who are getting really aggressive in that space to try and win the perm business on the back end. In terms of the 421A, that's a interesting, unique situation that really only is happening sort of in this area with everything phasing out. We've been working with some groups in order to try and help solve that. You know, we're creating some very interesting products that are in the works that we hope will be a very easy solve to a very complicated solution and help guys get out. But these are not your traditional bridge or perm loans. These are sort of hybrid debt fund structures. We're working with hyper amortization and other products in order to get someone at the right level. Right. So lenders are a lot more comfortable. There's more certainty from their end. They're more comfortable with less COVID escrows. They see that the vacancy is going down and they want to win business. So they find some creative solutions. And we're working on a few deals that are super creative when it comes to deleveraging some of our clients and making sure that they have the wherewithal to move forward in a much more aggressive way as they get out of COVID now. Thank you both. If you have any other words of wisdom before we wrap this up, please let me know. I would just say I'm excited for this year. I think things are getting better. And I think by this time next year, we're going to be having a very different conversation. So I'm looking forward to that. Great. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Shimon. Thank you so much. much.